0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to CITR's The Arts Report. It is Wednesday at 5 p.m., and that means it's time to learn a little bit about what's going on in the arts in Vancouver with myself, Megan, and the arts team, which is growing bigger than ever. So it's very exciting, and we will get to that in uno momento. First up, I just wanted to give a shout-out to a couple of the events that uh, The Arts Report was at. Over the past few weeks, um, we have the Circuitry Cabaret. I mean, you have may have seen my posts and my tweets. Um, if you're following us uh, at CITR underscore arts report on Twitter or facebook.com slash arts report. And uh, if you're listening at CITR.ca, instead of CITR101.9, then you can also uh, check out this post online. But um, we, uh, or I rather, was at the Circuitry Cabaret, which is the Vancouver New Music Festival for this year, and uh, interviews with Nicholas Collins, Andrew Scott, and uh, Julie Gendron, which I'm almost done, <laughs> um, are up online on our Mixcloud and uh We're linking to it from the review that I posted online last week. So you can check that out. And we also had uh, Ariel Fournier, who was our Writers Fest correspondent this year. And she has a, a great review. Into uh, of The Sweet Girl by Annabelle Lyon from Random House Canada, as well as uh, some quick reviews and information on a few of the events that she went to. So if you look up our post this uh, very day, it has not only links to all the people we're going to talk about and to today, but there is also uh, if you jump through her wonderful little reviews on the various reviews. So you got Corey Doctro, and she uh, talking to William Gibson, for example, and uh, Margaret Atwood. So uh, that is some good stuff, so check that out. If you want to become a part of the Arts Report, that's one of the things that you would get to do. Now, first up on the show, we have our UBC Arts Reporter, uh, Nicole Kai. And she is going to give us a little bit of an announcement as to what's coming up next.
1: Okay. So um, these days, if you walk over to um, the Kerner Library on the main floor, you will see an exhibition um, that's actually celebrating 50th um, anniversary of Fluxus, which is an intermedia- uh, international network of avant-garde intermedia artists, composers, and designers active from the early um, 60s to the late 70s. Um, it just opened on October 5th and it's a part of the Art in a Library project. And what they mean by intermedia is that they, um, basically mix, um, music, performance, uh, poetry, topography. And that's basically the spirit of Fluxus. And to drop a few names, um, Fluxus is, um, was a global, um, movement and included artists such as, um, Joseph Boyce, um, y- Yoko Ono, um, Nam June Pike Carolee uh, Shenman and Meiko Shiyomi um, basically at its first event um, it was um, the presentation of music and performance um, basically pitted itself against the modernist formal abstract painting that was prevalent in the US in the 1950s um, so yeah if you want to have some fun indoors um, while the weather is being less than yeah, fantastic. Yeah, why would you want to stay indoors in Vancouver in October? That's so weird, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if your idea of fun is the same as mine, you should check it out at Kerner. Um, the artworks are from the Balcon Gallery, and it runs all the way till December 31st. And if you want to find out more, you can go on the Balcon Gallery's uh, website which is wwwbalconubcca slash current. Thank you very much, Nicole. And that is Nicole Kai. She's one of our volunteers at
0: CITR, and she's here every couple of weeks to talk about what's going on at UBC. And uh, if you stick around after the Arts Report today, we have a new series called UBC Arts On Air. We'll have the first two episodes with Irene Dell. So stick around for that. Now, uh, another arts reporter, Adam Smiley, he... Checked out uh, a very interesting play last week called Debts. And this is by It's a Zoo, uh, which is known for its uh, strange venues and combinations of genre and approach. And uh, Debts, directed by Matt Gordon, is actually back for another Halloween. It sold out pretty much last year and it's at the Rode House Museum. So ooh, spooky. Uh, It'll run from October 17th to November 3rd, and it features uh, the classic works of Edgar Allan Poe fused with 80s slasher films and a little bit of radio play, which is something I love to hear about. Uh, You join 15 teenagers as they crash the wedding from hell. You encounter bizarre members of the Usher family and discover some of the debts that can only be played back with um, Adam notes, he was not able to join us today, but he notes that uh, this is the reason to go see a piece of live theater versus a movie. With all that you can do with the uh, amazing graphics these days in movies, uh, it's the other senses that really uh, come into play here. Um, the The visceral experience, he says, the real people and the real smell of the stage, the costumes, and more. You're stimulating all of your central nervous system so with this experience he notes it's very close quarters plus all the actors and all your non-visual senses are juiced up on steroids the show starts outside in a gazebo moves in and out of the house and uh he wonders if they might even do it in the rain but we don't know it sounds like it's rain or shine in vancouver you kind of have to be don't you And at one point, you're in the house watching stuff happen. Outside, you move all over. So this is definitely a show for people who like to stand and move around and be part of their theater. It is definitely something scary, he says, not for children. And you can appreciate using all your senses. Do yourself a favor. You will not be disappointed. So he actually um, got a chance to speak with Matt Gordon, who is the uh, director of uh, Debts. And he tells us a little bit about what it's like to remount the show. And, uh, you know, uh, Adam starts with a a pretty good question and uh, something that I'm sure we're all asking at this point.
2: What was that? It was a horror promenade show. Uh, It's like half haunted house, half theater piece. Half haunted house, half theater piece. Did you invent
3: that?
2: Yeah, basically. Okay. um, What it it is, is it's based on the the company It's a Zoo. They uh, asked, they commissioned me to write them a script that was um, the tales of Edgar Allan Poe mixed with uh, 1980s slash movies. So what I did was I went through all the stories of Edgar Allan Poe and I read through them and I kind of selected things that I wanted to use from them and I used it to inform the story. So it's not really... um, None of the stories are really obvious in there but if you knew Poe then you would see the influence. So for instance, the... The, um, the radio host that you follow and the, his radio show, he's basically telling the story of the Telltale Heart. Okay, I thought I heard something Where about. the guy, in the Telltale Heart, what happens is uh, a guy, for basically no other reason than mental illness, kills someone and then tries to bury it under the floorboards, but he keeps on hearing the heart beating. And so, he gives himself up. So in our tale, what we sort of do is
4: Uh, take that idea
2: and put a bit of a spin on it. So a lot of those things still happen but it sort of resolves in a different way without giving too much away. Right. And then like the, the portrait there's a portrait in there and that is a take off on the story of the oval portrait which is another Edgar Allan Poe story that is about this guy who's painting a portrait of his wife and as he's painting the portrait And it's this beautiful portrait. His wife is withering away into nothing. And when he finishes the portrait, his wife passes away. So how we kind of put it all together is a little bit impressionistic. It's a little bit like, uh, I would say it's more of an experience than necessarily a total story. So you go in, you see these things, you take them all in, and then you're sort of left to figure out what happens at the end with your friends that you come with. And hopefully there's a bit of food for thought in there as well. Definitely. I mean, I'll say I enjoyed it so much. Oh, great. Like, we're big fans. Cool. Thank you. Thanks for coming. What about the music? Was that all you? Yeah, I chose all the music. We have a sound designer who helped me sort of cobble that all together. We recorded uh, Brett, who plays the radio host. Uh, We recorded him all beforehand and and put all tracks underneath, and I wrote the script and and sort of um, went through my iTunes and all the songs I had and tried to find the most scary songs I could find. I think I did a pretty good job. Definitely. Setting the, setting the tone over there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> some, And some of the songs are a little bit more upbeat, but they still have the kind of twist to them that I think is a little bit spooky. So, yeah. Awesome. Okay, this is not your first time doing this a project like this? is the second time that we've done this show. And the first time we did it was more of a workshop. I mean, we did it in the house and we had audiences and it was a full production. But because this show, this show is like... It's pretty hard to pull together, and it's pretty risky. And the last time we did it was the first time we did it. So we learned a lot from doing that, a lot about things that you couldn't see. There's still some things that you can't always see, but it's a lot more, um, it's clearer this time than it was last time, which might be hard to believe when you watch it, because everything happens so quickly in such confined spaces. But Yeah, you know, the visuals weren't always clear. Like, you're not always behind somebody. Yeah. But, you know, the atmosphere. Yeah. You're you getting smells. You're always, like, right in it. Yeah so you're hearing it you're not you yeah. yeah. don't feel like you're missing anything I and mean, it's still sometimes a bit of a work in progress as far as what we tell uh, how much the wrangler who is the person who's leading you through the, through the show how much they can say without ruining the mood of a scene how much they can insert themselves before it becomes about them and not about the actors it's very 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 challenging for the actors because lots of times you know in a perfect world they would go through the house super fast and they would be able to keep that momentum. But it's very hard for them to keep the momentum because often they'll get to a scene and have to wait. The audience is catching up with them, and there's a what I tried to do with the script. I think it's actually less obscured than it seems because there's a lot of parts where you walk into a scene and you think you've missed something because they're already talking. But what I tried to do was give dialogue that has purpose but can also be missed and you still understand the story so that they can sort of carry through their scenes a bit more while the audience catches yeah. up, exactly. Yeah, just the right
3: amount.
5: So,
2: what's next for you? Are you always work with It's a No, no, I'm a I'm a freelance director actor okay. I guess and the next thing I do actually is the line The Witch in the Wardrobe at Pacific Theater that I'm acting in with my wife who played Annie in the play. Okay. So it's a bit of a shifting of gears from this into more of a Standard. family friendly sort of thing. Okay, okay. So when do you start working on that? We start that on November nineteenth and we finish this on November third. Okay, so a couple of weeks off in between. Exactly. Yeah, And any more plans for something like this? Um, I mean, I think we're just sort of taking it as it goes right now. We, we finished the rehearsals tonight, and we open tomorrow with the opening for the general public.
0: And that was Adam Smiley speaking to Matt Gordon from DATS. And as I mentioned, that will be playing... Uh, on Wednesday through Saturday, I believe, until November 3rd at 7 and 9 p.m. So it's a little Halloween treat for you guys. Um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, CITR is actually putting on a show on the actual Halloween, not this fake weekend situation that's happening before Halloween, but on the 31st, um, Tripleween. At Fortune Sound Club. And right before that, we, I personally, will be at the Bloody Betty show on um, Wednesday the 31st at the Cobalt. Uh, She's going to be doing classic horror movies. So if you guys want tickets to that, you can give me a call at 604 822 2487 That's 604-822-2487. And uh, if you are calling, stay on the line because I will uh, have to knock some things over and figure out how the phones work Uh, every week. I I have to relearn. So um, if you want your Halloween scares, there are a bunch of options for you. You have debts by Matt Gordon at Rodade House uh, through the 3rd, as well as Ween and bloody betty uh tickets for debts are 17 and 21 dollars, and you can get them on brown paper tickets or cash at the door triple Weens 15 bucks and bloody betty if you call in today is free okay well uh thank you very much to adam and mac and i wanted to call up uh emma gregory from the cheap seats emma are you there I miss you. Uh, We're going to talk uh, for a few minutes just about Unplugging by Yvette Nolan at the Arts Club. Um, Two women, Jen Griffin and Margot Kane, seek shelter in a freezing, desolate landscape. Well, you know what? I'm going to let Emma tell you all about it.
5: Hey, everybody. A couple weeks ago, I went to see the Unplugging written by Yvette Nolan at the review stage on Granville Island. It's an arts club theater with a mandate of presenting newly written plays and showcasing playwrights' contribution to the production. It has yet to uh, be formally released. This is its first run. It's going to run from October 11th to November 3rd. Uh, it was directed by Lois Anderson and stars Jen Griffin, Margot Kane, and Anton Lipovetsky. I got to see the first performance of Preview Week. The play takes place in a post-apocalypse near-present or near-future world. And the story begins as two old women are expelled from their post-apocalypse survival group and left with minimal, however useful, supplies. One wants to give up, the other wants to keep going. They eventually find an abandoned cabin, manage to kill a rabbit, as one of the women begins to recall her seemingly extensive knowledge of survival or Indian skills. They begin to discuss their past lives with their group, and they begin to flourish. Enter the male character. This is where the play breaks from legend entirely. One of them wants to do the young male character. The other one doesn't want him to be involved at all. It's the eternal question. It is the eternal question. Who gets to do? (laughs) Um, Eventually, eventually, uh, it comes to light that the guy was only sent as a lookout from their past group to see how they were doing. And it turns out everyone uh, back home isn't doing so well. And so uh, the women begin to become paranoid if like, their old group is gonna come and try and steal what they have. When in fact, the old group just invites them to come back and be a part of their society Because the old women have done so well, and the young people have done so poorly. Uh, The execution of the play was excellent. I was relaxed. The acting didn't distract from the story. Um, That
0: is that usually performers, they just ruin
5: a good story. Oh, yeah, for sure. Vancouver. Totally. Not you guys.
0: Yeah. 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 In the background actually we have uh guests Ryan Beale and Taz Van Russell and they're gonna be joining us in the later part of the show. And right now they're just the be in the peanut gallery.
6: Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Correct.
0: <laughs>
5: Oh, right. Uh, the Unplugging was originally titled Two Old Women, but was changed due to marketing concerns, which I find interesting because I would have thought the typical arts club attendee would be titillated and relaxed by a play called Two Old Women. <laughs> uh, the story of Two Old Women is an old Athabascan legend uh, mm-hmm. of the in people. Um, uh, it's about two old women abandoned by their tribe, Um, only to be invited back in due to their superior survival skills. This legend is based on a historically accurate or acknowledged practice of uh, abandoning elders. Uh, Two Old Women was first modernized in 93 by Velma Wallace. What the play has that the story doesn't is about an hour's worth of your time, (laughs) and it's pretty modern, so it talks about the women and their sexuality and blah, 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 blah. Oh, women's sexuality. Jeez. Oh, my God. Gosh. Um, This is uh, not, yeah. They're not your typical archetypes of two old women, but living, breathing characters. The moral I took from the play is the past cannot be undone and should never be forgotten. This includes survival skills and cataclysmic mistakes. The moral I took from the legend is to learn lessons and respect your elders. They may seem broken or useless, but they are a wealth of knowledge that is useful and are interesting. Not only did I learn this lesson, but I learned that it is a lesson that has been learned before from mistakes that have been made previously. Do you have them? Um, the music. I just want to note the music was really rad. Uh, it was composed by Allison Jenkins, a friend of the director Lois, and it was composed during rehearsals and is unique to the unplugging. Allison Jenkins has been a member of such performance groups as. The flying folk army, something about reptiles, Zelia, and the leaky heaven circus, just to name a few. Do we have the music? We don't have the music right now, but you know what we'll do? We'll close. We'll close the episode with some music. Awesome. Stick around for that. Thanks for
0: listening. Thanks, Emma. (laughs) <laughs> you guys can clap if you want. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, thank you. They're from the theater background. Um, so, you know what we're going to do is we're going to take a, a bit of a late break here. And when we get back, we're going to hear from Rohit Joseph about the Vancouver Theatre Sports League's uh, latest show, Pants on Fire, which is going to tie in so nicely to our guests, wow. Ryan Beal like and all. Taz Van Rassel. No, field? segues are the worst. If you've seen the Sunday service, you know. If it's a bad review. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, please, please stick around.
7: Thank yep. you. Well known pimp, narcotics, big time racketeer, know. back in full force. Uh, this could be one of the big moments in your life. Don't make
0: it your last. Uh, are you- you
7: Look, this thing might be bigger than even we think it is. Do you need an upgrade to the soundtrack to your life? Perhaps a song from a film or a tune from TV? Uh, My name is Gap. Exploding Head Newbies is here to give you sounds from the cinema, along with the songs that will be defining your future, and those forgotten classics that need a little rescue. Monday, seven thirty to nine PM on CITR on 101.9 FM, Vancouver. Oh, nice. Yeah. Where was that gonna be? That's what we're. Yeah, that's what I
0: was
1: gonna. Wagwa me virgin, jump it like an art, a smooth dog art show. You don't know. November 9th at the Fall Tattoo and Art Gallery, seven PM till two AM in the morning. Currently accepting submissions for the show All mediums accepted Needs to be submitted by November 1st We're running the show for two weeks Pan astray Artists receive 100% of sale On opening night You're taking home all, all, all your money Please email a copy of your work for submission To collective at gmail.com Sponsored by CITR 101.9 And the Arts Report
8: I'm a nice dude uh-huh. with some nice cream, yeah. see these ice cubes, uh-huh. see these ice cream. CATR is proud to sponsor the 17th Amnesty International Film Festival, taking place November 2nd through the 4th at Pacific Cinematheque Theatre in downtown Vancouver. The festival will show nine films from around the world which will highlight a variety of human rights matters and will include guest speakers, the presence of other community groups, and ways for the public to take action on said matters. So come join in on one of the biggest human rights film festivals in the country. For more information or to buy tickets, you can check out www.amnesty.ca/vff. And we're back, or
0: like, and and you know, it hasn't been as long as I wanted it to be since we last talked because I left the mic on earlier. But you know what? That's the behind-the-scenes action that you can only get with. CITR 101.9 so oh yeah (laughs) and that is uh, Rohit who is going to tell us a little bit about the Vancouver Theatre Sports League show Pants on Fire which is uh, happening now through the uh, 17th I believe and uh Good luck for us and for all of you. We also have some uh, improv theater sports experts with us to provide background commentary. And then we (laughs) may even let them talk on their own later if they're good.
6: Yes. (laughs) Can't, Can't wait to meet them.
0: Yeah. They sound really good. So, uh... Rohit, tell us a little bit about uh, Pants on Fire. The night you sh- saw was with uh, Christopher Gaze, correct?
9: Yes, that is correct. Uh, Christopher Gaze, also known as the founder of Bard on the Beach. Oh, our, that
0: little, that little that, show.
9: That little show, right? That little Brit. <laughs> <That> li- <laughs> he is. He is actually short in stature. I don't know. I always expected him to be a bit taller, but <laughs> good. He,
0: he's. I'm sure he appreciates that. Makes up that. for an
9: invoice. He. Oh yeah, his voice is booming. So, just to get, uh, give you a little breakdown of what Pants on Fire is about. Uh, it's an amalgamation of talk show, game show, and short-form improv comedy. Every night, a special guest will be featured as they tell stories of their lives. The truth of these tales is determined by the VTSL players, who get to ask five questions. And Taz here was one of them, actually. Correct. And, uh, Not a lie. <laughs> he, he, got to, he got to detect a lot of the lies... And he also got thrown off a bit because like everybody did by some of Christopher Gaze's more fascinating factoids and uh just to let you know after they ask these five questions, the truth or lie will be determined, and then after that the actors get to act out the the story and also there's some uh audience suggestions in there to you know mix it up and make it more interesting and taza uh, just out of curiosity, did you find any of those audience suggestions a bit uh a bit, you know, cumbersome, or were they were they okay to work with that night?
7: No, it was fine to work with. I mean, the the idea is we get inspired by bits and pieces from the story, and then if there's not a lot, like some of the stories were shorter, yeah. So yeah. then we go to the audience, like, and what would, what kind of animal would you ride, or whatever? <laughs> yeah, uh, that and it animal was a bit was more <laughs> to work with, right? Well so. put, Taz. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
9: there's there's was def- a thinker. Mm. <laughs> there was definitely some. Uh, Borderline inappropriate <laughs> material there, but it's made was
7: it, in the audience
9: too. Yeah. Oh man, that made it even more exciting. <laughs> S- speaking of which, I'll just tell you guys a f- few of the fascinating factoids that uh, Christopher Gaze enlightened us with. Uh, surprisingly, he has starred in the movie "Cool Runnings," something I didn't expect for a Shakespearean actor such as himself.
0: Have you seen that movie? It's pretty Shakespearean. <laughs>
9: <laughs> Epic. I haven't seen Tragic, it in a long
0: actually. time. Yeah, tragedy.
6: <laughs> but then uplifting. Yeah. Literally when they lift up their bobsled. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to. It. But that's the it's the end of the movie.
0: Spoiler alert, you <laughs> oh,
4: see
9: cool runnings. Yeah, so, alert, you
4: know.
9: <laughs> that was spoiler alert of the century, man. <laughs> and then um he's also been invited to Catherine Hepburn's penthouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also gone bodyboarding down the Zambezi River, something mm-hmm. which sounded almost unbelievable to Anybody.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a made-up river. <laughs>
9: <Right>. <laughs> it's easy, right? And then he's also had drinks with, uh, George W., uh,
7: Bush uh, was Senior, actually. What was we it? Oh, sorry. We picked his brain afterwards and found out it was George Bush Senior.
9: Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you for that, Taz. I was. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Senior,
7: he's yeah. a boss. Which makes it more acceptable. He was That's, this, totally yeah. oh, that's yeah. the good Bush. Yeah. You
9: would
0: have gotten less drunk, though.
7: Mm-hmm. And
0: less <laughs> other stuff.
7: Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said it was before he was president, mm-hmm. and he told him, I'm going to oh, be really? president one day. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. I
9: mean, so
0: that's Gaze's fault, then, because Gaze could have stopped it. Yeah.
9: Yeah, blame Gaze. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. And, oh, oh, yeah, I was just going to say, like, though, I think the Zambezi River and uh, the drinking with George W were the ones that uh, that actually kind of undid you guys. Like, there was, like, the yeah. point turnaround. Because they were keeping score. If uh, if the players, VTSL players, were getting them right, like, whether it was a truth or a lie, they were getting points. And if Christopher Gaze was getting away with a lie or or a truth, uh then he was also getting points. And at the end, he made a big comeback with those two mm-hmm. ridiculous stories.
7: Yeah, and because he won, we didn't get paid. <laughs>
9: <laughs> it's a cruel world. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs>
6: yeah.
0: Well, uh, he's, I mean, Christopher Gay's Bar- Pardon the Beach... B- Ryan, you've done Bart on the beach before, right? So he paid. So that got you paid at one point. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. you know oh, wow. he kind of yeah. you. It, what goes one. around comes around, yeah, as exactly. we say
6: in the business. Is that what you say? Mm-hmm, that's a show business. Oh, term. good,
0: you invented that. <laughs> um, why don't we listen to you talking a little bit to Brian? Because I know. Uh, yeah. Tell us some of the things that you guys talked no, about. My name's
6: Ryan. As,
4: <laughs>
0: tell us a little bit about what you just said to him just now.
9: <laughs> no, we talked right, to Brian. And, Brian Anderson, yes, yeah. uh, Googly. Uh, <laughs> He's the oh show format director, and uh, he basically helped get Pants on Fire into the show that it became uh, last uh, that we saw last night. I mean, sorry, last week. And uh, in the interview, I just discussed with him the expansion of Canadian improv possibly into new mediums, the process of teaching improv in the improv workshops that VTSL has, uh, the maintenance and survival of improv theater in Vancouver. How do we do that? And if there's any ways we can do that, especially with schools having budget cuts. And lastly, I get uh, Brian Anderson's dream guest okay, for well, Pants we, on Fire. We
0: won't spoil it, and we will uh, hear a little <laughs> bit from Rahit talking to Brian Anderson.
9: Everybody, this is Brian Anderson. Hi. The show director of Vancouver Theatre Sports League. Yeah, of and the Pants on Fire show. Pants on Fire show, that's right. So, Brian, my first question to you. Is do you feel that something like Pants on Fire or any other uh, show that you've come up with at VTSL could possibly expand to another medium beyond the theater, uh, perhaps on the internet with YouTube? Is there any way we can see improv coming on the computer, on the or perhaps Canadian improv on the TV? We've seen. Whose line is it anyways in the U.S.? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, do you see any expansion of improv, Canadian improv, into new mediums? Oh, definitely. Uh, We have
10: a lot of our players who are involved in uh, web series, different projects. Some of them are more improvised. Some of them are more script-based. Ken Lawson and Nathan Clark, this wonderful one called The Movers, (laughs) uh, you can see on YouTube. Uh, Definitely, it's it's an art form that's expanded. We've played on the radio in the past. uh, Oh, wow. Um, another of our alumni is the creator of the debaters, and that kind of had its roots in in stand-up improv and comedy generally. But it's yeah, a lot of people working from the, the weird ideas you get down here and seeing can these formats work in other media.
9: Now, I've noticed that you guys offer workshops, and to me, even trying to learn improv in school was was something that was really it was quite difficult to pick up on and. You know, how does it function? How do you actually manage to teach improv? Something that seems you know, to be all about instinct and all about being natural, right? Like, How do you teach that?
10: It, a lot of it is just getting people speaking the same language. There are some structures even underlying the, the very free-form sort of things mm-hmm. that we do. Uh, we do a lot of work on just freeing up your spontaneity, your creativity. A uh, big rule in improv is the idea of no blocking. You don't say yeah. no to other people's ideas but also learning not to say no to your own ideas. We can all be in our heads a lot of the time, and, oh, I can do that, oh, no, that's a dumb idea. (laughs) So just freeing up and surprising yourself. Um, A lot of just basic narrative structure, Um, learning uh, when you come into a scene, uh, look for what's needed, look for uh, how we're going to advance things with character, with plot, with activity, Uh, and generally just finding a way that people can find their own voice. Uh, When people are out there, the first probably two years, I think, of any improviser's career, is very frantic and shouty.
2: Ah, look at me, I'm surviving. Oh, that, I'm was, that was pretty
9: much high school improv yeah. in a nutshell for me. Everybody kind of wanted to take the spotlight. It, it got really chaotic that way, like, and it did get shouty, and sometimes it got too crazy, too, in, too inappropriate, you know. Yeah, yeah so, so you've managed to put some structure and, yeah, get, get the basics, the essentials, and it seems teamwork is a key thing teamwork is a key it's, it's a
10: wonderful thing when you've developed the art and the, the skill as an improviser mm-hmm. Is it, it is a common language uh, we go to festivals and we perform with people from improv companies around the world uh, and just that nice feeling that I can go out on stage with six people from different cities that I've never met before never met before yeah. Uh, and we can put together a solid show because again we all speak the same language we know that <laughs> alright when this is coming in and this is a time to back off this is a time to move forward
9: I know this is going to sound a little bit of a sob story, but there does seem to be budget cuts to drama programs. Uh, I know this myself because my high school last year couldn't even afford to do uh, a spring play. And I was partly to do with the teacher strike, but teachers themselves have have to manage, you know, classes and do extracurriculars on top of that. So do you think there's a way we can, as a community perhaps, uh, expand the availability of improv, theater in general, because it is something that... Has to survive and thrive with the youth in order to, you know, to keep this up in Vancouver. Definitely,
10: it's, I mean, there's so many pressures on teachers these days. They've got so much uh, work, so much demands on their time. Uh, more and more, we are seeing people with other arts organizations. Uh, got to sing, got to dance. Arts umbrella. Um, they're, they're doing community theater, um, finding different groups that they can be involved with, uh, and I think the evolution of that may be a kind of a, a reverse, a two-way street, mm-hmm. where rather than going from a school into a community program, some of those community programs being able to come into the schools. Yeah, I mean, that,
9: w- that would be great. I mean, if these community programs can come into the school, that would probably have a great effect, I would yeah. say.
10: What's wonderful, too, about the arts, though, is I find that those who are passionate about it, they obstacles f- won't get yeah, in Yeah, they find way. a way, right? They'll find a way. Yeah, it's, even if it's, sorry, hey, we're going to get our own improv group together and work at this coffee house... <laughs>
9: Uh, Pants, they'll find know, a way. Yeah. Yeah. Pants on Fire alone has this game show, and uh, it's, it's, it's like a game show, talk show, and improv all mixed together. Yeah. So I, I could see this working pretty well on TV. I mean, again, it's funding being an issue, but would you, would you ever consider that? I you
10: thought you come and give me lots of money, and I will be on TV <laughs> so, yeah, for
9: if, <laughs> you. If it was not a funding issue, you, you could definitely, like, yeah, because I could see so much potential. Which brings me to another question. Who would be your dream guest? Dream guest? Have.
10: It's funny, I was just thinking of this this week. Uh, Christopher, I mean,
9: Christopher Gaze was amazing, right?
10: Christopher Gaze is wonderful, but my other Christopher would be Christopher Walken. I think.
9: Christopher Walken!
10: <laughs> I think there'd be some very interesting stories to come out
7: there.
9: Oh. All right. Uh, thank you for your time, uh, Mr. Anderson. You yeah. yeah. are. And Call me You're... Brian. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. Awesome.
0: Uh, Rohit, was that uh, Matrix... <laughs> On purpose? Matrix reference? It was unintentional, and I kind
9: of realized it at the time.
0: (laughs) We are back, and we have a full house. We have uh, Rohit is just telling us about his uh, experience with the Vancouver Theatre Sports League, uh, watching the show Pants on Fire. We have Ryan Beal and Tans Van Rassel from the Sunday service and many other things. Hi. Hey. And uh, funny as always, you guys. Good one. And then we, and, and then we <laughs> have, Dynamic, have arts reporters. Us. We have Annie and Emma who are hanging out with us as well. Say hi, you guys.
9: Hey. Oh. <laughs> that was nice and synced up. It was nice. <laughs> They're Those on the floor in the corner. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's where I keep them.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, uh, Rohit, do you have any more comments about the Vancouver Theatre Sports League and uh, the Pants on Fire show that you want to share with our
9: listeners? Oh, well, personally, it was my first time ever watching uh, Vancouver Theatre Sports League, and I was I was impressed. I mean, you know, it's hard to see the Whose Line Is It Anyways quality, like, in your very own hometown, so that was great. I, I loved Whose Line Is It Anyway, and this is the closest thing I can get. If not, it it, it pretty much equates it. And Do you mean just because of it.
0: the, like, the kind of the form? Because yeah. Whose Line is very formatted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
9: yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, well, and Whose Line is not. Even because it's on TV, it can't truly be improv. And theater, I feel, is the true improv. You can't really beat. Th- it's all rehearsed and written. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you do? You, and you did improv in high school. Did you guys start improv in high school as oh, well? Yeah. Oh I yeah,
6: I did improv. in gra- I had a teacher named Miss Tremble. I know she's listening right now. Well, uh, <laughs> she but be. she uh, she, was, she taught us theater sports when I was in grade seven. So elementary school. I oh wow. doing I
7: judged it. Ryan for years. Yeah. While he was in.
6: Taz made me make this horrible career choice when he mm-hmm. j- he judged me when I was 17, and then he scouted me for an improv troupe. He mm-hmm. was he was forming for a for a tournament, and the rest is history.
8: Yeah, excellent. Well, you
0: know what? Uh, we are going to play a musical request, something that's really close to Mr mr van rassel's heart and uh, when we return we are going to settle in to the last uh part we're actually going to take a quick break we're going to listen to some music and then we're going to settle in for the last part of the arts report with ryan beal and taz van rassel so please stay tuned
8: Winnie Cooper, and CITR 101.9 present Triple Ween at Fortune Halloween Night. $10 tickets at Highlight, D.I.P. Red Cat, or CITR to see Teen Witch, Falcons, Surreal Harm, Killing Time Quartet, Boha, Wobangs, Bangs, and Based God. Don't miss it. The ghost will come get ya. On October 30th, the second annual Scotiabank Jiller Light Bash is coming to Vancouver. This special event will be hosted at Studio 700 in the CBC Broadcast Centre from 5 to 8 p.m. So make sure you get those tickets, $25 at www.jillerlightbash.ca. The event is in support of Canada's original literacy organization, the Frontier College, which in the past decade has raised $350,000 for its program. So remember to save the date. October 30th at Studio 700 in the CBC Broadcast Center. Enjoy!
3: Me, Mo, and Mattel, yeah, that's the trail. Let's go. Um, What's good with it? The coolest of the coolest It's the smoothest of the smoothest It's the crudest and the rudest of the stupid kids Mr. Vicious with his missus Blowing kisses to his mistress And his missus blowing riches like some hooligans I wasn't tripping I just listened to these women When they sipping on them juices They say Jaden, yeah, he's too legit And I be flipping cause they slipping And they dipping in the pool They say I'm pulling cool and they be drooling Cause I'm stupid rich I might be tripping but I'm stupid living bitch. how I'm living He's <laughs> very rich um, Cause I'm
7: stupid rich
0: what what for you? Um, what is inspiring about Jaden Smith? Throw it to you, Taz.
7: Uh, my first concert I ever saw was Fresh Prince. Wow. at an all-ages show at the Commodore during the daytime. But 1983. Yeah. 1984. <laughs> <19, yeah. laughs> You're like
0: 63 years old, right? He's I think old, it man. might have
7: been like 1988 or 89. That's amazing. And it was awesome. Just a bunch of kids Ladies. yelling. Parents,
0: I don't understand. You know, my favorite They first, don't. My
6: first concert was Hootie and the Blowfish. Nice. I openly
7: admit.
0: Both very excellent. Uh, I believe my first... My first concert uh, that was not, like, a child's concert, I believe, yeah. was Green Day.
6: Wow, good. Okay, Which good. I feel like is not that
0: great anymore, but at the time...
6: Sure. I mean, everyone, everyone, concert, had, Dookie. Childish. Childish. everyone yes. had Dookie. Childish, Everyone had
0: Dookie. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, Hootie and the Blowfish and Will Smith were both very big in their time.
7: They were? Oh, yeah. Hootie? Oh, uh, Will Smith? Yeah. He yeah. was great. Yeah. Oh, and good. Agreed. And
0: he's still amazing. Oh, good. I'm glad we've settled that. Yeah. And that's pretty yeah. much it. We're good to go. We'll mm-hmm, just end okay. the show. Okay, thanks. Um, so... So many things uh, I'm more prepared for Ryan Because Taz was a surprise He's a tag along He came in Colorado. a cake yeah. Jumped yeah. out of a cake Which was really nice And uh, so Not naked Let's close. talk a little bit About what you guys have done lately um, Just so people can orient themselves In sure. space here yeah. uh, you, Ryan I just saw you uh, In Sorrows of Young Word Verder
6: Verder Or Werther ta- Yes I guess would be anglicized
0: And uh
6: why, why were you so sad, Ryan? Well, it's just uh, the name of the play is Cesaros. It's not so you, the, the happy You didn't romp. have a choice. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, yeah, well, the reason why the character was sad was because he fell in love with a woman he couldn't be with. Haven't we all been there? I know uh-huh. I have. And, uh, and then he just descended into madness. And then he murdered himself. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's an, it was a nice story. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed the use of Rihanna.
6: Yeah, oh yeah, right at the end there There's a lot of epic pop songs Which the director Fanina de Pousseau, uh, I'm
0: she, glad you uh, pronounced that she, yeah. And
6: she's a, she's a German She's an actual German yeah. And I was interesting to learn How crazy popular the Sorrows of Young Were there is in Germany, mm-hmm. it's like everyone's had it shoved down their throat. Like everyone, and they've just had been forced to read it. It's like Romeo and Juliet. It's is uh, that well known. Well, Goethe is
0: basically the Will Smith of.
6: Uh, Jaden Smith. I'd like. Oh, sort of think. okay. Oh. Yeah. Does he have a son? <laughs> Schiller's more the Will Will Smith. They
0: it like makes each sense. other. Yeah. And um, Taz, how did you like the play? I'm sure you saw it a couple times to support your friend. Yeah, well, I like,
6: thought it was really great. He's lying. He's a liar. I didn't see <laughs> it. Speaking of fans, I didn't see it. No. Yes. It was a short run, and Taz is busy. Yeah, I do other shows. And the so. cat's in the cradle with the silver spoon. <laughs> and little boy blue and the man on the moon. That is when a When you come to my play, Taz? I, know, I don't know, I know when. It's too busy. We'll get together then. I know how it ends. Yes. He murders himself. Yeah, well, <laughs> that doesn't mean he can't see <laughs> Spoiler it. I, alert. I do some stuff before that. Taz has been very supportive. Taz sees a lot of my plays, and I see a lot of his, his little, like, skits and stuff. Yeah, my little things Some I of those little, little stuff that he does. Yeah. Well,
0: uh, you know, Taz is a comedian about town the mm-hmm, whole time. hmm mm-hmm. um, Can you, how many groups do you belong to? Uh,
7: All the groups. Uh, Vancouver Theater Sports League, mm-hmm. uh, Sunday Service, mm-hmm. Titmouse. Mm-hmm. Which is a sketch group with Ian Boothby. Uh, I don't know. That's it. Maybe Instant Theater, I am also affiliated with. I teach out of there. Yeah, that's it. Four. Four.
0: Four. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's almost five. Mm-hmm.
7: <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is, of course, the sweet spot. Oh, yeah. Five, that's,
7: five comedy. We all want. Yeah, comedy. You gotta have sometimes. an odd number.
5: Yep.
0: yep. Um, so, can you guys tell us a little bit about uh, winning? First of all, winning Best troupe at the Canadian Comedy Awards. That's mm-hmm. right, Best Improv. Um, which is very Sim- impressive. Now, more specifically, yeah. I would like to know about losing Best Male Improv. We both so lost. You guys both yeah, lost Yeah, we both that. lost. I like to so not we, picking favorites. No. Right. Yeah,
7: exactly. And
0: how do you feel about uh, Matt? And what it's you
7: Oh, uh, yeah, Matty. Uh, Ooh, good old Maddie. He'll never D. listen to this university station. He right? might, though. He, no, no, he, he might. Probably, He's a great yeah. guy. Oh, well, I'm going
6: to, yeah, I'm podcast and tweet it. He's a self-googler. Tag him on this. He might hear it. Matt, okay. if you're listening, we love you. Yep. Yeah. That's good. No,
7: we love Matt. and He's great. I think yeah. I did three shows with Matt that weekend. While everyone I was there. So, <laughs> everyone Before or the after? You know. awesome. Before. Nice. After, okay. I won't touch him. No. Yeah. Yeah. Touch that would have
0: rankled. No. Yeah.
6: yeah. No.
7: I'm just glad I didn't mm. lose to Ryan.
6: Yeah, and I'm glad I didn't lose to Taz. We can agree on that.
0: Good. Yeah. So yeah. as that long as compromise, everyone Everyone's is unhappy. Loser.
6: Yeah. No, we were all. And everyone in the category was so rad. I would have been fine with anyone winning that.
0: Yeah, sure. it's an honor just to be nominated. That's
6: what they say. But no, also,
0: t- you had that best group in your back pocket, so that salve
7: mm-hmm. yeah. for the
0: you yeah. go, It was
7: yeah. a salve for the, for the wound. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. But uh, how do you guys feel about accolades like that? Because I mean, you have Sunday service is so popular. Uh, yeah. I'm there probably once a month at least. Cool. And uh, anyone I've brought there has continued to return. Okay.
8: Um. Mm-hmm. So,
0: but I think the thing is, is that. That in itself is pretty popular. It mm-hmm. do, what do the awards... Is that feel validating? Is it as validating as being recognized on the street? My mom or loves being it.
7: <laughs> yeah. My <laughs> mom thinks that. it's great. Uh, it was good for uh, for media coverage, for sure. It's mm-hmm. something to write in a press release, for sure. It is. Yeah, it looks yeah. good on a poster with some palm, palm leaves uh, mm-hmm. around it. Uh, and it's also good for getting new audience in. That yeah. wouldn't normally come. We had a lot of... Uh, Uh, a lot more mm, older people, I guess. And you take it with a grain of salt,
6: because we nominated ourselves, like the way the award show is structured. (laughs) Like, we put our names up, and then we hope to, you know, we tried to convince friends of ours in the industry to vote for us. No one has So it's a popularity
0: contest. Yeah, and like, you
6: know, a get-the-vote-out kind of deal, and um, I don't know, it's just, uh, it's validating in, in one sense, but like any award for... For the arts is sort of you know you gotta sort of like don't get a, too big ahead yeah. about it.
0: It's <laughs> no being recognized in the street for being a commercial for exactly, exactly.
6: like for example mm. yeah which no, is huge yeah which is I can die happy kind of huge <laughs> I think so.
0: Yeah. Um, Google it you guys I'm not gonna bring it up because M-W. yeah there it is that's funny.
6: <laughs> mostly happens to you at the airport yeah a lot of airport Americans? and, uh, is and is that coffee of all the shops.
0: Americans there, or? No,
6: no Amer, American a w doesn't know who I am. They're separate wow. companies. Only Canada is inflicted. You
0: learn something new every yeah. day. Yeah,
6: exactly. Nice. And I hear that they're not doing too well down there. Maybe they should bring me in. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> They're
7: listening. Yeah. America's I got some debt. Yeah. Who
0: are all the people that listen to this show now? We have uh, comedians from across the country in A&W. Mm-hmm. All America. We're really,
7: really <laughs> boosting America. the ratings.
0: Um, do you guys want to talk improv festival?
7: Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course.
0: That's coming up. It's yeah, uh, the 23rd to the... Uh, no, it's not. I have it right here The That's internet weird. you guys 29th yeah. to the 3rd That's yes. right The Vancouver
6: International
7: Improv Festival Halloween Week Or VIF VIF Not VIF VIF no. Vif. VIF Yeah
0: it's, it's like VIF but funnier
7: mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, So uh, do you guys uh, have any, act, any of the acts that are visiting that you're excited to work with?
6: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. Good. Moving on. Uh, um. no, I would. Uh,
6: I, I'm. I'm excited to work. I'm going to be doing the festival ensemble, which is like a crazy mixture of people from all over uh, the world, but probably not really so that's the world.
0: Uh, Halloween night.
6: Mm-hmm. But so also, all throughout the week too, we'll be doing workshops and then uh, performing. Um, uh, I won't be in all the shows, but the ensemble will be doing lots of cool, groundbreaking, dynamic. Oh, improv. good. Yeah.
0: Good What are some What is some of the ground That still needs to be broken In improv
7: mm, Sexuality yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know I think it's like Your uh, answer for everything uh, <laughs> Fifth Sense yeah, the fifth. <laughs> the fifth one, which I think is just touch. I don't know, touch, so Contact
6: wanna, improv. You want to be able
0: to, because you can know. already see, hear, mm-hmm. and smell. Yeah, touch improv. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, contact texture.
6: improv. It's just dance. I'll, no, but no, more about textures, like sandpaper <laughs> yeah, and bricks. Yeah, argyle. Yeah, then break mm-hmm. the bricks into gravel. Yeah, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. suggest
0: a texture, and then you bring that up. Can
6: I have everyone, a texture? Yeah. it's yes. going to be a really good festival. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. I'm doing also, I'm really excited, a guy named Jaden Pfeiffer, who lives in Regina, Saskatchewan. And him and I have a two-man thing we do, where we do... Uh, an improvised one-act play. We'll get like a location that fits on the stage, and then we'll just go for about forty-five minutes. The characters stay the same the whole time through. We try to hold your interest, and uh, I always have a. <laughs> we new... try to hold your interest. Yeah, sometimes it, it works, sometimes it doesn't. Usually goal. it's Jaden's fault. I've seen
7: it, and it always works.
6: Yeah. And
0: Jaden um, is no relation to Jaden Smith.
6: No. Okay. No, but just as no. funky,
0: <laughs> just as <laughs> a sen- is yes. he a sensual? He is
7: quite sensual. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: He's
7: a white redhead from the prairies. Yes. Sense- sensual. Redheads
0: are so hot
7: right, right now. And we're definition. super excited to be doing the uh, the showcase on Saturday.
0: Right, right. So on Saturday the 3rd, the Sunday service uh, as a uh, ensemble mm-hmm.
7: Mm-hmm. with uh,
0: Caitlin and Kevin. Yeah. Is Aaron going to be there? I miss him.
7: Aaron is touring he's Europe so right to now with God. How to Dress Well.
0: Europe is the worst. Yeah, yeah.
7: and so is being a rock star. Uh, oh. But Craig Anderson's going to be in town. Ooh. And he'll uh, be playing with us. Good. Uh, our long-lost member. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, yeah, one of the two good-looking ones has to be oh, there. He's
7: mm-hmm. so handsome. He's like, so
0: handsome. I
6: mean, he is just so darned handsome. Uh, <laughs> he's so handsome. His hair is so... Like, too everyone's too is jealous is of is his good? hair. His... Craig Anderson's hair is so thick. It is so thick. I stole, stole his haircut.
7: Yeah, it doesn't work. It's the same. you and I are not the handsome ones. No. And of course, Emmett Hall, our musical director. You're
0: all very handsome, especially Caitlin Howden. she's know, very she's handsome. beautiful.: How is it like to, um, not have to be the girl all the time? Like how oh, I still play women. I still yeah. play a girl. I know you the do, time. but I will, having no, I will the option, never let that go. No. Having the option to actually interact with a real female on stage, what is that like for you?: She plays men a lot. Yeah, not scary, no. <laughs> She's handsome. We talked about yeah. this already. It's
6: been, like, uh, talked about, like, the addition of Caitlyn. Caitlyn's the newest member of the Sunday mm-hmm. service, and yes. she also happens to be a woman. And um, we uh, get asked that a lot. And for me, it's, it hasn't felt that much different than when Craig came in or when Aaron came in. Like, there's always an adjustment period. They're very
0: feminine. Yeah, Beautiful
6: they're exact- well, we, Beautiful exactly. Beautiful boys. But Craig is so handsome, though. Like, ruggedly <laughs> handsome. Like, he's just so hot. But also and also ladylike. Yeah, it is movements,
0: what well, that's what ladies like their men, actually. Is I that mean. true? Yeah, that's a little secret, just mm-hmm. between me and you two only,
6: and okay. all of America, Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> especially the A and W eaters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you have now you do you have any roles coming up, Ryan? Yes. Are uh, okay, good. And Taz, <laughs> what are you up to next?
7: Oh well, right now I'm on a six week uh, elementary school tour. So come check me out. Uh, I played Trafalgar yesterday and Tecumseh. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow I'll be in Surrey. So just figure out which elementary school I'm at and come check that out. (laughs) You're entertaining the children. I feel like
0: now is your, I don't know if you know a lot about your regular audience, but do you think they will fit in well at an elementary school? And do you think that anyone will be arrested if they show up?
7: Uh, I don't really know how uh, Like inviting like a bunch of adults. Security and privacy yeah. works In an elementary school Sometimes we have loose. to wear A volunteer pass And sometimes we just Wander around <laughs> And that makes me A little <laughs> bit uncomfortable Why is no one Questioning the fact That a grown man's Walking around well, With a duffel bag you. Especially
0: with that mustache Yeah, yeah.
7: The mustache, <laughs> And the mustache Everyone... Which all the kids Think is fake It's not
0: It's not 100% it's Pretty
7: no, quick to point out That it's not fake yeah. I to
6: say For a guy Supposedly said You know
0: um uh, so you t- and you teach uh as well. Do you yes. teach the kids at, at these? No, uh, we we just
7: go in and we go in and we get out of there. We rile them up and we leave them for their teachers. Bunch of sugar, mm-hmm. Yeah. Them a bunch of bring mm-hmm. candy. Yeah, like, just get them like and now yelling and they yell and they're like,
0: Okay, we're Vanguardinaforce. <laughs> Goodbye.
7: And we we leave their school quickly.
0: Do you guys find inspiration in the children, in the hearts of the children?
7: Some children. Uh or some ch- not children sometimes. are, are That's hilarious. I don't know. I think. Especially, they, they always put the kindergarten kids in the front, and they can, la- they last about 15 minutes, mm-hmm. and then they just start mimicking what we're doing, and making noise, and, like, turning around, walking on stage, and things like that. So yeah. that's funny for me. It's for me, kids have to Thomas prove Larry. it to me, like, prove that I should respect you, mm-hmm. like anyone else.
0: That's good. Yeah. E- it's, it's good that you keep them on an equal playing field. I think that's very fair. Sure business. Them, sure. Mm-hmm. Sure business. But I do, I will now hear the answer to the question, which is... Uh, what roles do you have coming up? Because you, you've played Billy Bishop. Mm-hmm. Um, you have played in Bart at the Beach. Yes, a few times. And uh, you have uh, recently uh, had Sorrow yep. as young worder. Verta. Verta. Uh, and I have other things written down that yeah. I'm not going to bother looking That's at right fine. now. Uh, what do you have coming up next? And is it dramatic or comedic? It's comedic. Nice. It's
6: at the Arts Club Review Stage mm-hmm. on Granville Island. And it is The Santa Land Diaries by David Sedaris where he uh, recounts his time as an elf at the Macy's Santaland display in New York when he first moved there. It's pretty hilarious. You it's will a be gritty him. dark. It's a gritty dark, super real, visceral, raw sort of like sexual uh, sexual sensual mm-hmm. like 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 postmodern period piece. Just, I want to swear <laughs> so bad. I'm not gonna
0: you guys are doing really well yeah the me especially right Tess
6: yeah yeah, yeah you're a real smarter potty mouth a lot of the time yeah, me too yeah,
0: just the um, worst. and you recently did the arts club you did uh, importance of being earnest that's right lots of very large hats on that set how was that yeah
6: it was great like it was great that play comes around like you know once every 10 years or so it was cool to be get to do it the big hat was day. funny yeah Tess saw
7: that one yeah oh that's so nice he was there on opening Supporting he looked great yeah, I was eating chips I was that guy you had chips with you <laughs> <Yeah>. in there <laughs> you brought <laughs> chips in. That's
6: hilarious. Yeah. Got to steal the spotlight. Yeah, exactly. He still looked great
7: though.
0: Yeah. yeah. And and are you going to be inviting any particular theater critics to uh your Well,
6: I mean day? that's on the arts club. Um I don't, I, there, don't yeah. I don't care about uh if they show up or not. They're not my they're they're not my concern.
0: Your concern <laughs> is the children.
6: My concern is the children mm-hmm. and the happy times I will be providing for the city of Vancouver. And at the end of the play, he murders himself. Yes, exactly. No. <laughs> Spoiler alert.
0: And Santa. Yeah, mm.
6: exactly. Finally. <laughs> no. um,
0: I was wondering if there is anything else coming up for uh, you guys. So you have Theater Sports League. We've got Santa. What, can mm-hmm. you tell me the name of that again? Santaland
6: Diaries. Santaland
0: Diaries, David Starris. Mm-hmm. And I think we have an invite for that for the Arts Report. So hopefully cool. we'll get to see it because I love David Starris. Nice. You're, you're Pretty good too.
6: That's I'm all right.
0: And Taz is on tour. You have the Theater Sports League. Am I missing anything? Um, and the, uh, our and the Infest? Yeah, yes. Beautiful podcast. podcast.
6: Please download it on iTunes. Mm-hmm. It's every month. It's a free one. We've got a Halloween themed one coming out. On Halloween. Emmett Haller, Piano Players, produces it. He's brilliant. meticulous It's hilarious. Download it. Subscribe. Or just subscribe and download it whatever. Yeah, go to iTunes. Who cares if you listen? Find to the
0: Arts one? Report. Subscribe to that. Yeah, yeah, listen then. to this oh. again. Yeah. And then go subscribe to a beautiful okay. podcast. Deal.
7: <laughs> Everyone? Yeah. And give us a review. Deal. Yeah. Let us know That's how important. we're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Send that, us an email. Sheesh,
0: I forgot the most important question. I and mean, we definitely have time, a few yeah. more minutes. Yeah. What do you guys mean for Halloween? Oh,
6: nothing.
7: Nothing. Why would I Sorry. why would I get dressed up and not get paid? We don't.
6: We we two two stink balls about Halloween. I, nice. I I grew up here and so Halloween is just a uh, do I it, is it is. work that yeah. I don't get paid It's a work. mess too. It's like a children riot. Uh-oh.
0: That's okay. The phone. We let's listen let's listen to a little more Jaden Smith while I answer the phone. Is
3: there fire? What's the deal? yeah, that's with it? It's the coolest of the coolest, it's the smoothest of the smoothest, it's the crudest and the rudest of the stupid kids. Mr. Vicious with his missus blowing kisses to his mistress and his missus blowing riches like some hooligans. Yeah. I wasn't tripping, I just listened to these women when they sipping on them juices. They say Jaden, yeah, he's too legit. And I'll be flipping because they slipping and they dipping in the pool. They say i pulling, they be drooling because I'm stupid. Well,
0: I think we will end there with... Uh, Jaden Smith, the coolest, because you guys are stupid rich. Yeah, yeah. with friends. That's the main takeaway, and mm. you are also both very sensual 14-year-old <laughs> black
7: boys. Thank you. Uh, so much. Look at his eyes. So thank deep.
0: you so much. So nice. And I'd also like to thank uh, Rohit Joseph and uh, his interview with Brian Anderson, Emma Gregory, uh, and her review of The Unplugging at The Arts Report, and uh, Adam Smiley and his interview of Mac Gordon and Dats. As you may have heard, we are available on iTunes You can also check out c-i-t-r dot c-a And uh, please stay tuned Because uh, coming up next We have the first uh, A replay of the first episode And then a brand new episode Of a new show called UBC Arts on Air And that is Ira Nadell Interviewing interesting people From the UBC Arts community Everyone say bye
1: Bye Bye. Bye. Because I'm stupid rich
3: suburbs get beats from ace everyone knows that's my brother and teachers tell me walk but i really rather hover in the jam fest the coolest it's the one to be ghetto kid yes i'm about to level with all of my homies all-
4: Papa, pa pa pa
0: Unplugging a little bit of throat singing from the unplugging, and I just want to introduce our first interview from UBC Art.